Welcome to the IT Collab, the podcast where the realms of community and collaboration intersect to revolutionize the delivery of IT managed services. I'm your host, Brandon Barnes. Whether you are an experienced IT professional seeking to expand your skill set or a visionary business leader in search of innovative solutions, we have you covered. Our experienced guests, comprising of industry veterans and thought leaders, will offer invaluable perspectives and insights to guide you through the dynamic landscape of IT. So, let us embark on this thrilling journey together. Let's go! Hey everyone. Thanks for joining the IT Collab. It's all about collaboration. Today, it's just me. I just wanted to reach out to everyone by myself today and really talk about the facts of IT security. As much as this can be a very non-fun topic, I think it's kind of important because people really need to know what's going on out there. So let's break it down. I just want to talk facts today. And I just want to share my knowledge and impart that on anyone that's listening. And I'm really focused on, you know, if, if you're an IT person, I want you to be able to talk to your boss in a very simplistic manner or show them this, uh, have them listen to this podcast or show them the list that I'm going to attach to the description. I want people to understand what's coming and what's already going on out there. So let's start here. So if I Google... What is cybersecurity in IT? The simple thing that comes back in Google's response is the practice of protecting systems, networks, and programs from digital attacks. That's what it says. Now, if you told your boss that, I'm pretty sure uh, they really wouldn't know exactly what that means. And if you are a business user, I'm really talking to you. I want you to understand this at a very, very base level. And let's have some fun with it. You go back you know, to your people with facts and you're a little more smarter from where you came. This even applies to your home life. What can you do at home? Don't respond to this. Don't do that. Don't click this. Maybe put something in place. So let's just talk. So what are the five concepts of IT security? According to the U.S. Department of Defense, they created five pillars of information assurance um, and the model looks a little like this. They put confidentiality is one, integrity, availability, authenticity, and non-reputation. Let's hope I said that correctly. If not, you know, score me. Uh, non-reputation of user data. So what does that mean? Okay, let's let's really crack that down. So I'm going to be honest with you. I went to ChatGPT and I was like, break these things down as simply as possible. So let's see what it came back with. Confidentiality means keeping information private. Only authorized people can see it. And really secret stuff is locked up in a way that's super hardened. Um, to, that's super hard to open. Okay, so that's confidentiality. That's essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to make sure everything is Super hard to get to. Keep it confidential. Integrity is about making sure info is accurate and whole. It should, shouldn't should change or get messed up when it's moved or saved. There are rules to keep it safe from people who shouldn't touch it. From a, a IT person's perspective, 
let's really call integrity permissions. You can protect your environment with setting the right permissions in your areas. Uh, not letting everyone have access to everything. Um, putting walls up. Confidentiality, let's speak that one. Passwords. Keep it safe. Keep it encrypted. Keep things on it and put those passwords away and other passwords and make sure that only certain people have it. Uh, and I think it's tackled on. Availability. That's the third one. Is like making sure that info is there when you need it. Even, even, even if bad stuff happens, like computer crashes or hackers, it should still be easy to get uh if any of you understand what disaster recovery or business continuity is really I, I hear backups i hear you need to make sure that it can be secure you put all the comment the passwords and you put the permissions in front of it but then you also need to make sure that you have some really good backups in place because trust me that is the number one saving tool if you were to be attacked authenticity that's number four. Checks if the info and the person sending it are getting, um, they're real. They're verifying you're real. So if you've ever seen the robot checks, so making sure someone's really who they say they are before letting them use a computer. So number one, your password. Then everyone gets mad because you have dual factor, multi-factor authentication. So you, you get the prompt on your phone. And then they tell you to tell a number. And then you, they're trying to verify it's you and not some algorithm trying to break into your account. So having a single password on your email and someone hits it, done, they, you don't even know they got in there until you, they start sending out emails. Or um, you know, my friends and my uncle sends me some Facebook messages that I've never seen before in my life. I'm pretty sure it's not him because he just had a password. So verifying it's you, that's, that's really what I hear there. Um, let's say this wonderful word again. Non-reputation. <laughs> Reputation is about making sure nobody lies about sending or getting info. There are ways to prove who sent it and who got it, so no one can deny it later. Uh, I could take this so many different directions. There's a lot of places in email where it verified the sender. So, for instance, in the past, when I first started IT many moon ago, you can send an email from Google, not, not Google per se, but let's just say someone had their own domain name. Some, some company. And then you're like, hey, I want to I use MailChimp and I want to use the, you, know, you can pretend to be someone and send their, send an email as them. And it looks like them, but now there's a lot of tools in place to say, hey, no, wait, it's me. Um, this is a verified domain. You put it in GoDaddy. Also, you put some, it's called SPF records or DKIM or DMARC, all these fancy acronyms I'm using. There's certain things in place to say, nope, I own this domain. It's coming from me. I verified only it comes from wherever I'm sending it from wherever Google, Microsoft, you you can put these records in to say, no, 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 no. It's only allowed to come from these places. That's huge. So when you do that type of thing, it really does help. All right. Next up, let's talk about the 15 most common cybersecurity risks. All right. So I Googled this. I really went out there and I tried to simplify this as much as possible. Now, there's 15 most common. I'm going to kind of plow through these and simplify them as best as possible. So malware, um, uncommon computer bugs, okay? Mess up your system, steal your info, spread to others. Um, really, you can prevent that by antivirus and being careful, careful with suspicious stuff. So if you see an email, 
that is misspelled, doesn't look right, says it's come from John, but it really is like, you know, Trina3569284 at gmail.com, you know, hey, just probably doesn't make sense. Look at it. Look at it. If it doesn't make sense and that person would never send to you or they just never do, don't click it. Ask them. Maybe call them, text them, ask them something else just to verify because if it's really not the norm, double check it. Password theft. Um, when someone steals your password to mess with your accounts, protect yourself with a strong password or two-factor authentication like we talked about. So much as people don't like that, I highly recommend it. Is that it's it's an extra few seconds that prevents you a long term headache. So, password theft it's huge. That is probably the biggest one I see. And when they get in your system, they can really wreak havoc. Um, traffic interception. This is where bad guys listen to your online talks. They steal your info, and they also um, use you know safe websites and you know. They do a lot of things to mess with you. Uh, I like stories in this realm. I want to make this simple. So with traffic interception, they break into your account. They'll pretend to be someone. And then if they can, they'll even send something like a payment request. So if they get to your accounts payable people, if they get to your owner, this is where you really see those funny slash not funny stories of Susie, the new person at the office, who all of a sudden got a request from the owner saying, hey, Susie, can you please go get me some, you know, Apple gift cards? Go get me $2,000 in Apple gift cards. Scratch off the back. Send me the pictures of all the Apple gift cards. Um, I've seen it get as bad as, hey, can you please send $200,000? We just have a new wire transfer number here, account numbers, blah, blah, blah. And they get sent. I've seen I've literally seen companies lose $200,000, and it's sad. So traffic interception is huge. And to be, to prevent it, number one, follow the steps in the previous. Um, with password theft and malware, you just don't click on stuff you, you're not used to. And make sure you use MFA. Make sure you use a good password. Use safe websites. Use encryption. And use a VPN. Phishing attacks. So phishing attacks are so common, I can't even tell you. Tricking you into giving you access to all your secrets. And watch out for you know suspicious emails. Watch out for all these errors. Watch out for all these things. There's training. We're, we're constantly you know, sending out emails to people to really try and be aware that, you know, it, even if it's not someone you would really see this coming from, don't do it. You know, you your controller, your accounting person, your HR person would probably never ask you for your password. They probably would never ask you for many things. So if it doesn't seem right, don't click it. <laughs> don't don't let them fish you. Uh, DDoS. D-D-O-S. These are um, not very common to most companies, but this is something where they would overload. So think of a concert. Everyone's trying to go to a Garth Brooks concert, and you have about 3 million people trying to hit one server. At one time, it overloads it. It doesn't know what to do and crashes the server. So if they're trying to mess with you, they can create some type of algorithm and basically overload your network traffic and blow up, or, well, in metaphorically, overload your system and crash it. That's a DDoS. Uh, not, that has to be organized, coordinated, and usually a firewall um, really helps you in that instance. If 
uh, you know, they can blow up your website because it's, you know, it's to the, uh, how you put it. Websites are external. However, people like GoDaddy, people like uh, your most, you know, your bigger website hosts have systems in place that would automatically catch someone trying to overload it and they would try and block those sites from hitting your, hitting, hitting the traffic and blowing those up. So having, you know, a really good system in place. Now, if you had hosted your own website, you know, maybe be cautious. Cross-site attack. Uh, bad code messes websites on your computer. You're really just use encryption and script blockers. You're not going to help with that. Yeah, it's not very common. I'm not too stressed about that one. Zero-day exploits. This one's kind of weird. This is where they go actually go into your system and find... Not your system, let's put it this way. This is where they would go into and dig through some type of, you know, your computer. For instance, the last you know attack we had was in the actual micro, so that I can remember, was in the Windows 10 operating system. So they dug, they spent all this time trying to figure out some type of window, digging through the operating system, digging through something, digging through all these different layers to figure out, hey, how what can I affect all the systems? Because what they're trying to do is a mass event. And uh, another, actually, though, there was another one for a firewall. So there was a four-gate firewall that they found a zero-day attack for. And, you know, once they, once Microsoft kind of finds that, you have to go through the other levels. That means that per, that that thing would have to go through your firewall, would have to go through your systems, through your own security, through your own antivirus. And then it, once it actually hits, it wasn't, you know, as bad as they thought. It's still be smart. You know, it's still smart. So what would I recommend? And what does this recommend? <laughs> you you Update your software. This is why they update software, because any known vulnerabilities, people trying to do dumb stuff like that, trying to be malicious, they do these updates for a reason, and this is one of them. So security updates are huge. SQL injections. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, sneaky way to steal data by messing with codes. So this one, you know, every there's so many databases out there. I, this That's a whole different thing. However... Biggest way you can prevent this is just by using smart firewalls and be careful with your code. Make sure you have trusted people and know what they're doing. Social engineering. Um, yeah, there you go. This is a big one. This one, I've even seen people call. Uh, I've seen all kinds of weird things happen. Uh, it's deceiving you into giving away info. I hope you, I, I really hope you see this as like a pattern. Your phishing attacks are the same as social engineering, right? Uh, password theft is done, so it's like layered here. You, they're going to social engineer you to get your passwords, so that then they can do some other kind of phishing attack. And there's, there's different. This is all layered, so in between you, you can label these all you want, but they're all kind of together. So, SQL engineer, sorry, social engineering is deceiving you by calling. They can. I've seen people walk into offices. <laughs> you know, be skeptical of strangers and messages and requests. That's it. If it doesn't seem right, if it's not normal, you know, just double check. Double call your boss. You know, I I told you about the person that went to uh, Apple Store, and it's a real thing. They went to the Apple Store. They bought two thousand dollars worth of gift cards, and the person at the Apple Store. I think I even said this in a previous episode. The person at the Apple Store actually stopped them and said, "Hey, call your boss. Call your owner. Verify this is actually real because this is a real thing." And it happens apparently all the time. Enough of the Apple Store where the guy's like, "Hey, prep, check this out." Uh, MITM attack. So this is um, interesting. It's a hijacking your online chats. So the big one here is use encryption. 
Uh, I haven't really seen that one from my standpoint, but I have heard of it. Ransomware. It locks up your computer and asks for money. Uh, keep, you know, basically keep your antivirus up to date and don't click on suspicious links. I see this all over social media where these guys really push after older individuals. I think more than anything, they take advantage of people. They can get on your, they want to get on your machine. They want to, you know, put their own code on there. Uh, it's like a temporary code to make it look like your bank account does something different. Then they guilt you. I mean, this isn't bad. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully, you know, most of us in the business realm don't fall for this, but always, always, always call your IT team. Immediately shut off your computer, unplug it, and call someone. Whatever they say, whatever happens, just call your IT person, call your IT support. You'll save yourself a lot of time if you just shut off your computer, unplug it from the internet, and yeah, you know, I don't care. Press the, press, the, press the power button right now. Just do it. And call. Call for support. And once again, with that training, don't click on suspicious links. Don't click on weird websites. Don't go searching for random stuff. And don't click on weird emails. If it doesn't look right, delete the email. Cryptojacking. Cryptojacking uses your computer for cryptocurrency mining. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if anyone really, I've seen this in a few cases, but this isn't where I've seen someone cryptojack. I've seen people use power at a school or other places to mine cryptocurrency. Um, if anyone knows mining cryptocurrency, it's not like they're digging. They're really just keeping bank, you know, records. That's all. It's really record keeping. And But you can get cryptocurrency for keeping. So it's really what it is. So keep everything updated. They're just trying to steal your power. They're trying to steal uh, your resources because doing this crypto mining can be very expensive. So I suppose, you know, so I suppose they're just, suppose, sorry, forgive me, that they're just trying to really use your system for its resources. Next would be waterhole attack. Uh, infects websites you visit often. So use antivirus and avoid suspicious sites. Do not click on it if it's not right and just leave. And once again, if something happens, turn off the machine, take it somewhere. Fastest thing to do. Drive-by attack. Uh, sneaky code on websites that don't you don't have to click on. Um, once again, avoid sketchy websites. What is a sketchy website? If it's misspelled, if it looks weird, and the biggest one I would say is if the, you know, most people commonly use a easy to use, easy to read, marketing specific address up top. So look at the web address. If it does, if it says some really long generic thing or it just doesn't seem right, don't click on it. I think the biggest thing, if some message comes from Microsoft.com, it should say Microsoft.com. If it ever says Microsoft.clickthisthenthat.com, then it's not coming from Microsoft. It's coming from somewhere else. It's, it's not. So if it's not coming from the play, if it's not coming from HP.com, it's not coming from yourbank.com, and it says, you know, um, banking dot, you know, whatever your the name of the company is, dot something completely different than that, that's not okay. It's usually not. Usually nine times out of ten, not the right thing. It's malware. It's something bad. It's a bad address. So don't click it. Please, please don't. Uh, Trojan virus pretends to be good software, but delivers bad stuff. So I have seen this more when people are just trying to get freeware uh, all the time. They click something or 
on a website when it says it's a drive-by as well um trying to get a free download of 7-zip or something interesting some weird software and it says download but the real thing is you don't have to click that download button because it takes you somewhere completely different so you just really want to click on what you're click you know what you're trying to click on and uh like once again uh, maybe take a class on <laughs> what websites to use all right so this is kind of my most you know 15 most common size cybersecurity uh risks um some ideas just to protect yourself obviously do training training your team is huge Always do training, always improve because it's going to change and they keep adding stuff to this list. So be proactive. All right, so let's just talk. Let's talk about a couple stories here. I just want to speak into maybe some, you know, I guess numbers here. So I would say according to projections for cybercrime, uh, it's, for, it's forecasted to cost the global economy $10.5 trillion by 2025, which is a uh, basically a 15% increase every year on people protecting themselves for cybersecurity. So the reason, why do I talk, why do we even talk about this? Because it's not, I'm not trying to scare anyone. I just want people to know that this can be very easily prevented, but it is becoming a very, very impactful thing to businesses. Um, in the last year, 2023, Use the top nine high-profile company data breaches. Okay, uh, Move it. Move it is a software used by different agencies, different places, different things, and it affected seventeen point five million individuals as of July twenty twenty-three. Multiple federal agencies are uh, some of those affected. So, Department of Energy, Department of Agriculture, Department of Health and Human Services. Oh my God, um, massive companies. It, so the the software was breached, so that's the thing. And um, it was a Russia-linked ransomware group that did it, and they they'll get paid. They run this like a business. T-Mobile, uh, T-Mobile was hacked in May of 2023, and uh, or it's, it says May 2023 here, and it was announced that it suffered its second data breach of 2023 after a hacker revealed pens, full names, and phone numbers of over 800 customers. Uh, wow, good job. Um, Yum Brands, KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, announced in 2023 that a cyber attack had occurred in January and they should have believed uh, attack would only be directed at corporate data. However, they are now, now, ugh, they are now being cautious and notifying employees. Um, their personal data may have been breached. Chat GPT. Uh, yeah, apparently that was breached too. Thanks. Uh, March 2023, ChatGPT has been uh, subject to public disclosure because it is a revolutionary AI capabilities, but the company faced a setback uh, when they announced they had a data breach as well. Obviously, it, nine times out of ten, it's going to be probably, you know, password. It's probably going to be some kind of phishing attack. That's usually what it is. They get someone to do a thing, and they get in the system, and it, it's crazy. Uh, Chick-fil-A was breached in March 2023, so that's, that's awesome. They exposed the uh, Customers' personal information. That's fantastic. Uh, Activision, February 2023, the video game publisher behind the Call of Duty franchise. Activision confirmed February 19th they had suffered a data breach in December. Uh, it used SMS phishing attack on an HR employee to gain access to employee data, including their emails, cell phone numbers, salaries, and work locations. Joy. Uh, Google Fi. 
That's genius. That's a really big company. February 2023, high-profile data breach comes as a consequence that T-Mobile data breached early in 2023. Uh, because Google doesn't have its own network infrastructure, they piggyback on T-Mobile's network. Guess what? They were affected. Genius. MailChimp. Oh, this is this is new. Uh, MailChimp, the email marketing platform, alerted customers to a data breach in January. This incident was a result of social engineering attack that allowed unauthorized users into their internal customer support tool. Oh, wow. Norton LifeLock. That's, uh, that's I'm not pretty sure that was the LifeLock guy that said that he would you know, hack my data. I'll be safe. Norton LifeLock notified their customers in mid-January that over 6,000 accounts had been breached. In a recent weeks due to a uh, stuffing attack. Uh, stuffing attacks are when previously compromised passwords are used to hack into accounts that uh, use shared passwords. Uh, another reason why multi-factor uh, authentication is pretty important, right? Uh, okay. So, you know, most company data breaches in 23, it's old, vulnerab old vulnerabilities. Um, it's not uncommon for hackers to leave a secret window. Uh, leave something in the back, you know, they leave a back door. Another one is human error. Uh, employees using weak passwords may expose company systems to subsequent attacks and malware. Hackers use malicious software such as viruses, ransomware, Trojans, spyware, adware, etc., to steal confidential information. And I can tell you this. Number one, keep good passwords. You can always force people to do it. In fact, I think the weird thing is that, you know, Microsoft even recommends just keeping a really good long password. Use MFA, multi-factor, multi-factor. On top of that, and just making sure it's secure, and the backups, having a good backup, people, I cannot tell you how much that will save you. Having multiple backups would save you so much time and money, and it'll be a micro fraction of the cost. You know, if you back up, it's like 20 bucks per terabyte to back up to Microsoft um, Azure. Azure backups are huge. I mean, they're cheap. You can do these pings all over the place. Back up your servers, back up your data. And if I can back, you know, recover your systems in a couple of days, it's so easy. Just have those things in place. Just two, just two simple things and have some cybersecurity insurance. And that's why cybersecurity insurance is becoming increasingly hard to buy. The cybersecurity insurance people will pay your ransom. They will go, you know, on your behalf, they will go ahead and, you know, basically talk down the you know, these hackers, ransomwareists, whatever you want to call them, basically talk down the price, they'll pay them, they get the key back, you get the key, and then you have to be careful because they'll install the key and it'll unlock all your stuff, but I've seen it happen where a year later they'll get right back in there, so they always, use, they always leave a back door. Don't fall victim. And lastly, I have to say, it's coming. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if anyone knows all these crazy fun acronyms like GDPR from Europe. There's CMMC coming in America where the government's really going to start cracking down on companies and holding them responsible for not protecting customer information. That's what it's all about. I mean, I can't be too mad at that. They're trying to say, hey, company, if you don't protect your company's information, your client's information, your customer's information, you don't protect these things, we're going to fine you. We're going to hold you responsible. We're going to basically do all the things. That, you know, it's going to come down the pipe, and you should be proactive and just make sure your environment's doing good because you can put all this in place. And I've seen this happen where companies will scratch 
their signature and say, yeah, we did all these things for the cybersecurity insurance. And I guarantee you, they will not let it slip and they will hold you accountable. Just do the things. It's not hard. So there's that. Uh, last, I have to speak into this. The I was reading into um, what happened. I was reading Reuters. And MGM was hacked this year. Are you talking, you know, casinos are massively known for security. But, but MGM was hacked? Uh, wow. Uh, long, yeah, I don't even know how to say this. Uh, Caesars reported to regulators on Thursday, September 7th, that hackers took, a, uh, took data, I'm, I'm, we're talking terabytes of data, on a significant number of its loyals, uh, loyalty program members, including driver's license numbers and or social security numbers. Uh, Wall Street Journal reported Caesars had paid ransom, but Caesars declined uh, at Reuters' request to comment on the matter. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's insane. You guys don't even understand. Like that's got to be like, we're talking multi millions, billions of dollars that they're holding a ransom for. They'll lock it. They'll encrypt it to where it's almost impossible to unencrypt. Uh, yeah. Scattered Spider, also known as UNC three nine four four, is the most disruptive hacking outfits in the United States, according to Google's um intelligence. Maddie, and I've never heard that one. Uh, intelligence. So, you know, this is huge. You're talking even if, if if you can breach a casino. Wow. I mean, you just, you got to be careful. And I, I, I can't, I'm pretty sure Caesars has some good IT security. Um, but Caesars did say this. It resulted from a social engineering attack on an IT vendor the company used. Wow. And, you know, I work... I work for an IT company, so I can say this. I'm massively, massively in favor of training my team and keeping all the security in place. And people get mad, but you know what? I do it. It's smart. You have to. Anyway, it's been fun, guys. Um, let's keep it simple. Let's have fun. I, I just want to keep people up to date. So um, take care. Don't forget to subscribe, like, do all the things. I appreciate you. Thank you.